also um, made a public appearance this week. And um, you, you just made it sound like you were like JD Salinger. <laughs> like, did you did you see Kemper? I, oh my god! He... Well, you know I don't get out much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it turned out that two days before this book signing we did with er- Eric Litt, who mm-hmm. wrote uh, Oscars Biggest Mistakes, which he'll he'll, which is, he'll be here. He'll be a guest soon there to talk about the Oscars and stuff. Um, but uh, at this book signing, the the two days before that, I got bit in the eye by a spider. It bit me in the eyelid, and then it um, allegedly, yeah. And then it got infected, and my whole my whole eye was gross mm-hmm. and disgusting. And I went to the eye doctor. He he said it was a spider. I didn't th- I didn't I thought it was a sty or something mm-hmm. like that. But it was so it was so gross. But I still, like a trooper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. made the appearance. Even though I looked like a freak, yeah. Um, couple things, or yeah. one thing. Uh, yeah. uh, President Zelensky called, yeah, and he wants you to join the <laughs> the fight because it, it's it's similar. It really is similar. <laughs> he, he, he thinks you would be a real <laughs> asset to the to the fight. Well, I mean, the, I've obviously shown bravery and courage by going out in public looking like a freak. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, can we take Kiev? Now, look, I got the eye thing and, yeah. the, and the gout. And no, the, no, no. The, <laughs> the point is, with even with the eye thing and the yeah. gout, I still went into battle. Yeah, okay, I get that. But every time somebody bought a book, hey, did you see my eye? <laughs> well, I wanted to get it out of there. You know, I, people were looking at me like, ugh. And then you said to me, Oh, you can't even tell. Yeah. And then Vince, one of our friends, came to the signing. Right. The first thing he said to me, he's like, oh, what happened to your eye? Well, so what was I going to say? Was I going to yeah. say it looks horrible? Because then you would have left. And I well, you have. have done that to me before. Like right before I went on TV uh, on Channel 9 one time, you were there with me and you said that I looked terrible. <laughs> right before I went on. You know you look terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you so much for your I, help. I brought bagels. I yeah. brought bagels. All right, anyway, Minutia Man is up next, but first, listen to this other fine Opie show. Quick, Lou, what's your favorite car color? I'd say Lou likes blue. Lou likes blue? Eh, blue's pretty good, but really, I prefer silver. But regardless of our color preferences, when it comes to cars, you'll never know what you'll hear on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Silver. Really? Silver? The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Well, it does look much better. Yeah. And here's the other thing. That day before the, uh, the TV thing... I didn't look terrible. I've seen the TV show. I looked fine. I don't even remember. Why were you telling me I looked terrible? I don't know. That's just... uh, Well, your eye looks great. I've just uh, opened that wound. I'm going (laughs) to mark down, uh, get another Band-Aid, get another emotional (laughs) Band-Aid. What well, you know, as a German, so yeah. was this, did you lock this down in the lockbox? Oh, it was down there. It was gone. <laughs> I had swallowed it, <laughs> and now, and now sudden, I just, like, regurgitated it a little bit. So was this kind of like when we were on stage at Second City, and we got off the stage <laughs> in the middle of a bit, and you turned to me and you go... Yeah, you were terrible. You were a beat off. I didn't song. say you were terrible. I said you were a beat off because you were a beat off. <laughs> so I had the rest of the show to, do, to dwell on that. All right. right. Yes. Okay. That's similar. All right. I'll grant you that's similar. 
right. So listen, we promised the people minutia. All right. Cue up. Uh, I, I don't know if you can see, but can you cue up the Florida jingle? Please? Oh, we're going right into Florida. Yeah. Okay. I am now ready for Florida. Here we go. What's wrong with you, Florida? Central Florida teacher charged for allegedly biting students over a jar of pickles. <laughs> All right. A teacher at a school in Central Florida is facing misdemeanor charges after police said she bit two students over a jar of pickles. NBC affiliate WFLA-TV reports that the teacher, Rhonda Rice, told administrators in the Polk County public school system that she was playing around with the students. Just Just goofing. Goofing, right. During the alleged incident, according to a spokesperson, both students showed bite marks on Instagram. How old are these kids? Does it say? It's element, yeah, elementary. Yeah. Okay. Elementary. Oh my god! According to the station, the incident happened in October at Bartow Middle School. Okay. The aunt of one of the students involved, Kathy Toro, told the station that her 15-year-old nephew, so 15-year-old nephew, and another student were working at the school store when Rice take to, to, tried to take the jar. They said no, and she bit him. All right. All right. So first of all, yeah. Um, I don't quite understand the problem here. Right, because you're Team Pickles. I am. Right. I mean, if what if she had a sandwich? You can't have a sandwich right. without a pickle. Right. And they said no. What's she supposed to do? I knew you were going to be on Team on I'm Team on Rice. Team pickle. On Team Rice here. Yeah. Um, but here's a couple of things. Right. I think this is a perfect example of shoddy journalism. What kind of pickles? That's a good point. Is it a gherkin? Is it a dill spear? You right. Know, right. Right. If it's sweet pickle, forget yeah, it. Right. Then there's no explanation. Right. And if it's a honey garlicky, we know those fancy right. schmancy woke ones. Well, yeah. Screw that. Now, I did a little research, as I want to do uh-huh. for this um, podcast. Because you always go the extra mile. And I know this is hard to believe, but this is not the first time there's been a physical altercation over a sandwich condiment in Florida. Really? No. <laughs> no. In fact... <laughs> Thank in, you, Florida. In Thank fact, you just for being there for us. In fact, I don't think we have time to go over them, but I picked my three favorite ones. Okay. Okay. Uh, in March of 1987, Jenna Jamace was arrested and sentenced to four years in prison for stabbing her fiancé three times for making a bologna sandwich with Miracle Whip instead of mayonnaise. Again, uh, right, totally exactly. understandable. Right, right. Honestly, I'm surprised a jury convicted yeah. her, quite frankly. Um, in June of 1998, Clarence Freest of Margate, Florida, was sentenced to nine months of probation and community service for slapping his ex-wife for not taking off the little plastic wrapper on a piece of American cheese food when he when she made a sandwich, Ham so he bit into the into the plastic. Right, right. All right, now he shouldn't have hit her. Um, why is his ex wife making him a sandwich? Well, that's a great point. <laughs> you know, I mean, and uh, and what do you expect, right? Yeah. January two thousand and twelve, Alondro Servacio of Boynton Beach was arrested for disorderly content, content conduct when he became unruly at Fish Boys. Bar and Grill, after he was told that they ran out of tartar sauce. Okay. Have you eaten fried fish without tartar sauce? Well, if your business is called Fish Boys, <laughs> isn't that the first effing thing you do when you come in? Is like, do we have tartar sauce? So all three of these, I'm on team. Yeah. I'm yeah on- I mean, they shouldn't have done the bad things that they did. Uh, but it's it's not like it was without cause. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Exactly. All right, well, that's, that's good. I have a, a story for mm-hmm. you. Uh, This uh, takes place not in Florida, but Mm. in Denver. According to a release from the Denver Police Department, a truck was parked in East Denver when someone broke in sometime between 2.30 p.m. on Wednesday, March 2nd, so just last week, Mm -hmm. 
and 9.30 a.m. on on Thursday, March 3rd. The unknown suspect stole a dolly and a box labeled exempt human specimen. The box was full of human heads. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering, was, did the truck also have a 55-inch TV? And, you know, and he's like, no, I'm going with the, the human specimen. Well, I think they broke in and they're like, well, we're here to steal. <laughs> exactly. We're going to just steal right, it. Right. But I know what you're actually thinking. You're thinking, that's a movie, right? right? Yeah. Well, guess what? You're too late because 25 years ago, it was a movie. And here it is. This is just the trailer. Bring me their heads. Okay. This is Tommy Spinelli. They have uh, valuable family heirlooms in there. These are valuable, too. Look, pal, this goes right on for you. I think those are live human organs. Trust me, pal. They don't feel it. Now his luggage... You didn't lose nothing, did you? ...is going on vacation. What did you get that in there? Looks like you packed for a month. Where the hell are my heads? Don't worry about it, all right? It'll happen before he starts thinking. And he's going to need some help. You got my heads and I want them back. Or a lot of heads. If you ain't there, your buddy's here in history, you got it? Are gonna roll. This university has hundreds of frozen heads. Heads are us. Joe Pesci, David Spade. Chopping off heads just takes it out of you, huh? Eight heads in a duffel bag. <laughs> I honestly, did, did you re- I remembered it because I looked it up. <laughs> yes, that was actually a movie from 1997. Now, in this story, uh, no arrests have been made. And investigators are still working to find out who this. And there's actually a phone number here. So if you find the heads, or you know somebody, a box of heads, and you know somebody who has them, the Denver Police Department. I think they wouldn't mind if I gave out this number. No, of course, because they printed it in the UPI story. Seven two zero nine one three two thousand. Okay, you, you know, I, I'm thinking someone's going to find a box of heads. Yeah. Okay, and they're going to. He's going to call Denver. Or he, well, I, I, he or she's going to call right. Denver, uh-huh. and they're going to go, "Hey, I found this box of heads." Right, and then they're going to go, um, "Well, let's prove that it's the art box of heads." Right, so describe the box of heads. Well, and then they're going to be like, "Okay, there's three Asians, there's three <laughs> African Americans." I don't know. This guy could be a Jew or whatever. It's like, no, that's not it. We didn't have any Jews. It's a different box of. Box As of it heads. turns out, Dave, the heads contain, you know, all the innards, including the brains. Yeah. And each of the heads were labeled with names uh, across the forehead. Really? They had the names yeah. across the forehead. And you're not going to believe this. Abby Normal? Was that I one got of them? my hands on a tape okay. of the crooks okay. discussing, <laughs> the, <laughs> discussing the brains after they were stolen. Okay. Would you like to hear the tape of that? I, I'm sure it's authentic. <laughs> Absolutely. Here we go. Now, that brain that you gave me, was it Hans Delbrooks? <laughs> no. Ah. Good. Uh, would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not <laughs> be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. Abby normal. I'm almost sure that was the name. Are you saying that I put an abnormal brain into a seven and a half foot long, 54 inch wide gorilla? 
So that's what. Luckily, I got the tape of that. So I'm going to send this to the the police department, and we'll. Get oh my god! That out. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I told my tooth CTA story, haven't I? Yes, you have. Yeah. 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 You know what? We'll save it for we'll, a we'll save it for another time. time. Maybe it'll come up in a studio wall segment someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do we have any reviews of the show, Dave? We do, and this is from Alabaster to ninety nine, and this is before we broke a crime ring. <laughs> yes, right, right. This is before. We're national heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabaster 99 on Podbean writes, screw Shakespeare, give me Rick and Dave. <laughs> okay. Now, did we do a Shakespeare bit or did, did we crack wise and try to humiliate Shakespeare at some point? I, I, I do think we are very literary. Yeah. That's probably what they're thinking there. Well, if you like Minutia Men or Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. And remember, Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. All right, it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Well, this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives, which are now 40 years plus of uh, just timeless material. We've got a guy with a hump. <laughs> in the we, archives that is do. constantly moving boxes around. <laughs> and every week I sent Dave a list of some of the stuff that we can use in this feature based on uh, what has happened this week in history. And um, there's many that Dave says no to. And we only pick one. Um, so it makes it tough for some of these. And so I feel bad for Ed McMahon, for instance. Yeah, Ed McMahon, his birthday this week, we had a clip of him uh, doing a promo for our former advertising mm-hmm. agency. It was quite good. He introduced us as, here's Ezekiel. <laughs> but uh, we can't use that. No. Uh, now we also, this is the week that The Loop signed off for good. And I uh, did a, a round of interviews where I was interviewed about mm-hmm. my history on The Loop and the things that I did on that radio station. Dave said no. Uh, this was the tenth. This is the 10th or 11th anniversary of Harry Tynowitz getting arrested for a DUI. Mm-hmm. We had him on. We had him on, and he told the whole story of what happened that day. And the play was yeah. great. And there was a play about it, Absolutely. but Dave said no. Uh, this is the, the week. play closed. It's true. Yeah, right. This is the week that uh, Fargo was released. Mm-hmm. We had one of the actresses from that show. Mm-hmm. Michelle Hutchinson was on this show, and uh, we talked to her about Fargo. Mm-hmm. He said no. Mm-hmm. It's International Women's Day, yeah. and we interviewed the woman who gave her fellow ladies all over the world the moxie to create their own she shed. Mm-hmm. She shed Cheryl. From the progressive commercial, commercial. Yeah, yeah. And, and she said no yeah. well, or dave said, said no yeah. it's uh march 10th is to pay day okay which is something that dave celebrates every year and we have the audio of uh harry carey and ron santo talking about his to pay and dave said you no. know that was definitely on you were the thinking about list. it that was definitely you? on the show yeah. it's also the anniversary of dave appearing on uh, steve cochran's show in wgn mm-hmm. to talk about his book the balding handbook mm-hmm. Rich Coz's birthday is this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the star of Sven Gulli. We, we had him, him on yeah. as a guest. Kevin Matthews, a mm-hmm. famous radio star. Mm-hmm. His birthday this week. We had what him a, on as yeah, a guest. Dave said no, but here's what he said yes to. Uh, this week in 1974, the very last episode of The Brady Bunch mm-hmm. aired, and we spoke to the man who played Cousin Oliver. Robbie Riz. Who's about the same age as us. Right, right. And it was a fun conversation, don't you think? Uh, yeah, and I think um, I think he 
I think he liked us. I think he, he did. He really, really liked us. And we found out in that interview that uh, that Cousin Oliver was only in a few episodes. Right. We just thought of him as being a big part of the show. We'll, we'll start it with that part of the interview. Here we go. Episodes? Because, quite frankly, I, <laughs> I, I've, I have visions of you for like 30 episodes. That's awesome. That You, you were only six episodes? Uh, yeah. And it was weird. the last six. The, the last six. Yeah, the which is why I... Which is why I get credit for being, you know, the guy who killed the show. <laughs> you know what? If you have to have something on your uh, on your resume, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, oh, no. Actually, the truth of the matter, though, is if a nine-year-old kid had the power to take down a television <laughs> yeah, dynasty yeah, like right. that. How good really believe, was it? Yeah. I could, well, I just can't believe I never got work as an industrial saboteur. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? <laughs> good, so good. one of my favorite things about the Brady Bunch is that you could tell what kind of a scene we were going to see based on the music, the instrumental theme. Like when they'd mm-hmm. say, da 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 You knew it was, you're heading into a sad song, a uh, sad well, scene. And there's, a, there's a lot of really, like, okay, here's, there have been a lot of television shows that have come and gone since the Brady Bunch. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, I don't. I don't see a whole bunch of people talking about Apple's way. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't see a lot of people even really talking about Small Wonder, really. Mm-hmm. So there's all of these shows that have come and gone. Now, why is it that all of us are still talking about this television show? And I, I think it's a combination of things. But um, I believe that that the themes in the show are so universal it doesn't matter what decade they come out of that there was always a moral story at the end i I really believe that south park uses the brady bunch as the model for all of their scripts Wow! because because every show of south park ends with them going yeah but if you do this this happens and maybe you shouldn't (laughs) do that because then this happens and and that's exactly what brady bunch is yeah Says it all. He was, he was he was great. That's Robbie we Wrist. We should have cousin Oliver. He's also Michelangelo in the Teenage Min, uh, Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's one, yeah, yeah, he is. By the way, that was four years ago yeah. that we had him on. That that's uh, that crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, that's how he's long we've been alive. doing this. He's uh, still alive, isn't he? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we still have a lot more show to come, Dave. Uh, what's your other story going to be about? Uh, your perfect next job. My perfect yeah, next yeah, job? Rick's perfect next job. All right. And I have a uh, a flatulence story. Of course you do. Because I, I like like Shakespeare. Yeah. Shakespeare <laughs> made fart jokes. Yeah. He did make fart jokes. And we're very much like Shakespeare. Uh, we also have uh, a celebrity story from you, the listener. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that coming up right after this. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast opie show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radio misfits.com and we're back 
Rick, fire up the resume and run over to Kinko's. Okay. <laughs> Do they, they don't have Kinko's anymore either. I don't think so, no. Well, run over to your local copy shop. And don't put it on cobalt blue. Put I it on a nice yeah. pewter hopper or 100% okay. cotton rag. All okay? right. Canary yellow? <laughs> no, no. No. Just keep the... Keep the, okay. the Keep the colors away. All right. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is looking for a grizzly bear conflict manager. Oh, my God. This is perfect for you. For a salary between 79363 As soon as my eye clears up. <laughs> right. uh, basically, for a salary between eighty grand and $104,000, grand, you will get the chance to spend time in the Montana wilderness. I'm an outdoorsman. <laughs> Dealing with discord within the world of grizzly bears. The job involves managing a team of two to four, and you love control. Oh, I do. Right. Um, with tasks including trapping, chemical immobilization, <laughs> monitoring, conflict prevention, and relocation efforts for grizzly bears. Um, there, there's a substantial amount of field work involving uh-huh. walking Perfect. walking with your elephantitis and gout in wet, rocky, and otherwise harsh terrain. I love that. Subtypes requiring the use of boats. Small aircraft and all-terrain vehicles, all of which you could drive. Oh, fantastic, I'm sure. uh, as long as they're automatic transmission. This is the this is the this is the closer right here. Extended periods of camping in tents or cabins and remote field camps. Wow, perfect for me. And a variety of extreme temperatures may be encountered while in the field, and the applicant may be subject to large numbers of biting insects. Ah, and may be required to work in close proximity to large animals such as bear and moose. Well, if you're a grizzly bear conflict manager, sure, I would assume. Um, Now, all the physical stuff you're going to be great at. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm not 100 percent sure you're a conflict resolution guy. Okay. Well, I was a radio producer for many years. (laughs) Okay. And that's, uh, you know, kind of what I did. But so I'm envisioning you, you know, uh, so Yogi, when you swatted the meat, when you swatted your meaty claw and ripped his face over, how did that make you feel? Right? Hey, boo boo. <laughs> so, okay. there's there is your. There, there I is will your tell next you job. one person who has no business taking that job and should stay as far away from it as possible. That would be Matt Nagy, <laughs> the whole bear thing. bear council. Well, yeah. did you just hear Khalil Mack got traded? Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're still soaking in that information because it just happened moments before Dave walked and in the, the door. And the baseball thing is over, too. Uh, you're just giving all kinds of news. Yeah. The news flash. Breaking news. Well, I have a news flash. So when you. you listen to this four days later, it's going to be. <laughs> it won't be breaking yeah. news. Uh, this uh, is a North Carolina story. A North Carolina woman is fighting the state's Department of Motor Vehicles to keep her unusual personalized license plate, which the state has an objection to. Carly Cindy said she received a letter in the mail from the DMV on February 25th, just a few weeks ago, telling her that complaints had been lodged about the plate, which simply honors the organization she has founded with her pals. They call themselves Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails. Friends? Oh, I see what this is. Or FART, for short. Um, she she uh, sent the DMV a letter explaining that she should be allowed to keep the plate as a reference for her new group, and she's now awaiting for a response. Mm-hmm. Now, if she does get this, oh, yeah. she's going to be the queen of fart, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, absolutely. And I should know this because I once wrote a song. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you did. Yes, I'm sure you did. <laughs> which was called King of Fart. Okay, well, and fart would be pretty easy to rhyme. As we're going to hear, as well, I think we're going to hear, isn't it? Roll them, boys. (laughs) Mmm, coffee. (laughs) Guess we started right every day. 
Within a few minutes, my digestive system has its say. Got a hankering for some cabbage. A big heaping plate of sauerkraut. I love to eat it and wait for my bowels to shout. They either calling me the king of farts. I've been making fart in an art. Just watch how the sonic boom clears out every room. Yes, I'm a king of farts. I'm a famous in these parts. You know it's a long lost art to fart without leaving a trademark. Okay, there we go. There's a little, a little um, taste. By the way, that is available on YouTube if you would like. Oh, really? To. And there's a whole video my son Tommy made for it. King of Farts, Landecker, and the Legends. Check it out. You know, I, I'm envisioning the 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 meeting when you're writing this art, like after you pitch it to John. <laughs> Actually, he came to me. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> he came to me and said, "Hey, I got an idea. You know that song, Queen Queen of Hearts." Yeah. Make a king of farts, and then the next morning I brought him that. <laughs> really, you could turn to classic like that in just a few hours. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe, but I have that kind of ability. Is this the was this one of the songs that he sang while in the diaper? Uh, no, but uh, it was banned from the air. Oh, really? we got complaints from listeners because some listeners are just the whole. They're very queasy about the whole bowel thing, even though everyone's yeah. got you know. Right. Everyone, everyone farts, as a famous book once said. Um, and so we took that song. It's the people that loved it, loved it. Sure. The people that hated it, hated it. Yeah, it's like the so we, we did a, uh, uh, a stereo mix where the right side of your speaker was all king of farts. And the left side of your speaker was Debbie Boone's You Light Up My Life. Really? So if you wanted to, and we played it on the air, and if you wanted to hear King of Farts, you, could you just turn, turn it, it all the way to the right, sure. and then if you wanted to hear, it, we figured the kind of people that are offended by farts like Debbie Boone. Yeah. So you turn it all well, the way. Well, there was a little racial profiling there. <laughs> I think it? it is. I think it is. But uh, yeah, that was. Can you do that on a, you can't do that on an iPhone, can you, by just like switching to a no, this was, channel? No, this was in the dark days yeah. of, uh, of radio. Is it available on a track? It's not available on a track, but it is available on CD on Land Acre and Legends Volume Five. If you want to go out and buy it, where can you buy it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't All right, so time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture, collection, selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now for celebrity potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this has turned into a uh, a listener. Uh, section. We call that user-generated content, Rick, in the biz. And uh, we've been getting a bunch of good ones, and I want to share one for you, from you, or for you, from a Brian Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Okay, Here you mean it. the the main character in Porky's? Yes, the main character <laughs> okay. in Porky's, the kid, the guy, the kid who fights, the Jewish kid who <laughs> right, fights right. in Florida. When you're Jewish, you have to learn how to fight. You know, <laughs> Brian. Yeah, really, that's it not true. Doesn't yeah. always work out that way, as it turns out. Uh, hey, Dave and Rick. Bucking the trend of Rick getting top right. billing, yeah. it says right Thank here. you, Brian. Buddy. I listen to the podcast on a regular basis and crack up all the time. Even though I live in La La Land, I really have not had that many brushes with celebs, either A, B, or D-level celebs. But one time, I I did have one in 1999. It took place at a grocery store checkout line in North Hollywood. The person in front of me was buying some sort of a greeting card and a bottle of booze. They asked the person at the register if they had a pen to sign the card they just bought. They did not. So he turned around and asked me if I had a pen. 
It was one of the rare times I actually did have one. I gave it to him. He signed the card and handed the pen back, said thanks, and walked out of the store. It was Ice-T. That's awesome story. Ice-T, the rapper. That is awesome story. I love that story. Thank you, Brian Schwartz. Now, you can have your story told. We're looking for brushes with celebrity. Mm -hmm. And like Brian's, it can be a a big star. It can be a big rap star. I, um, I got a great one about Woody Harrelson. Okay. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, someone. They're starting to flood in. They are, yes. So, please, uh, send them. You can send them to our Instagram page, Minutia Men Official. You can follow that page, too. We're almost up to triple digits. Really? (laughs) Do we almost have 100 followers? I think think we're we're getting there. It's within sniffing distance. You can also contact us. You know, my dog has like 600. (laughs) I know. It's a little, it's a little embarrassing. Um, you can check us out on Twitter. How many followers do we have on Twitter? Oh, yeah, thousands. Yeah, thousands. Yeah, right. at Minutia Men. Right. You can email us. Brian Schwartz emailed us at minutiamenpodcast at gmail dot com. And if you're iced tea, email Brian Schwartz. Yeah, yeah there's there's you, you there's no excuse. You can go to Eckhart's Press. Both of us have emails there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check out my blog, uh, rickcamfordblogspot dot com. There's an email link there. Mm-hmm. A bunch of you have been sending him in through there. So send in your stuff. And, very accessible. And, For old guys, we, we're this technology thing. We're very... Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad for a couple of old guys with three and a half are you eyes. Go, are, you, are you going on vacation next week or the following week? Uh, two, weeks. two weeks. So we're on the air next week. We are on the okay. air next week. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Dushman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. I'm glad this is something we can't be fired from, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Are you positive about that? Well, you got to listen. Yeah, let's see if this show is a fireable offense or if there's something in it that is. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits.